go again. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Because <laughs> I haven't thought of anything different to <laughs> start with. No, I've given up on that quest. You've given up? I, I have too many other things to worry about. All the balls in the air? Teacups? What? Plates. Yes. <laughs> Juggling plates. Um, sure. Yeah. I'm juggling something. Lots and lots of somethings. It's too much, but it's fine. So this week, even though I'm so upset Dude, at myself. Dude, I know. We're so dumb. Because I've wanted to talk about this for the past I know, year it's, plus. Yeah, you mention it all the time. Yeah. And then the week that it happens, I'm like, eh, brain fart. It's Completely fine. Completely just spaced. Yep. And that topic is Lupercalia. Or what we pagans <laughs> knew before Hallmark's day of Valentine's Day. Hallmark didn't come up with Valentine's Day. They just... Monetized it. Yes, they just marketed it really well. And I've also heard it's pronounced Lupercalia, just for those, it's one of those potato potato things. Kind but like Bridget and Brigid? No! That is a, there's a proper way and an improper way. And Bridget, which is which? Bridget. Soft G is proper. <laughs> Soft G. Soft G. Instead of a hard G. Yeah. I don't know what we're. <laughs> here but anyway yes this episode might get a little spicy oh so uh if if uh tales of sex and nudity and slight torture bondage bdsm scares you then probably should skip to the last 30 minutes where we do the outro last 30 <laughs> you have 30 minutes of bdsm stories oh i could oh probably... no, no 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 i mean that surround this particular pagan holiday also, probably. Oh my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> I don't, like I, I said, it's going to be spicy. Yeah, I said, I'm kind of sitting this one out and letting him run the show. I will just throw in my usual random factoids because this has been his brainstorm baby for a year. So I figure there's probably going to be a lot of notes from Bear. And I try to not take a whole lot of notes try to more just because a lot of it i knew but again just refreshing and so we'll see i may jump back and forth a little bit so all of you who just survived this past week happy valentine's day into as we modern why wouldn't we survive it because some people that are not in good relationships or don't have relationships or oh that's right see i mean we don't really make relationships. that big of a deal out of it we never have particularly and i don't I mean, it's just not kind. Of, it's just kind of not our thing. Um, it's a super busy time to go out, and you don't like crowds. I don't like crowds. So I don't yeah. like hullabaloo. I don't like wasted things. Like, don't buy me overpriced flowers. I don't really wear jewelry. I don't. I mean, it's just not a holiday cater to my proclivities. But I've always, we've always celebrated with our boys. Like, I've yeah. always gotten them Valentines. We take them to dinner, or I make their favorite dinner. Like, I've always, mm-hmm. it's a day to show the people in our house that we love them. It hasn't ever been particularly romantic in my mind. Because, again, my mom always made it more about us. Oh, and I she? didn't have boyfriends growing up. Um, Me neither. Until I was older. And they made a big deal out of it. But I just, again, by then I feel like it was just not part of my makeup. Hmm. Your boyfriends never gave you anything for Valentine's? No, no oh, flowers. Those rat bastards. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll text them later for you. <laughs> Same thing with Mother's Day, just the crowds and everything. Oh, absolutely not. It becomes... I would so much rather sit in my house and eat oven pizza than go right. outdoors with everyone else and their mother. All the peoples. 
Oh, absolutely not. It is not my idea of a good time. For a good time, call. No, yeah, I, I'm i very much a Wednesday at 3 o'clock is the perfect time to go out to a restaurant. <laughs> you act like an old lady. I know. <laughs> before you're there. I know. You're like, can we go early to dinner to avoid the but crowds? the thing is, is when you eat in a late lunch, early supper like that, then you can take the half of your dinner home and have it around 7 or 8 o'clock if you get nauseous again. I was waiting for you to say because it saves you money too. Oh no, yeah, don't even get me started on the budget-friendly <laughs> concepts. But <laughs> you spend too much time with actual old people. I know. You're turning but into one. There's a reason why it's because we think alike. Like we're just we're on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. We we sync up really easily. <laughs> I dig it. So with this previous holiday, of course, I say those of you who survived, everybody who's listening survived, but. What it's become is this day to show a lot of warmth and love, even to people who aren't in a serious relationship. It's time I was to show say, I really affection. feel like it's, it's more of a you know hire a Valentine date. Like it's kind of like a like a prom night or something. It's more mm-hmm. of a. I feel like it's the show almost. It's nowadays. definitely geared more towards younger, less emotionally stable couples. Not old and people to eat, it's, eat dinner at three o'clock. It's very much a competition. <laughs> Though it was adorable, one of my little old lady clients called her boyfriend. They're both in their eighties, late eighties, and she he got an earful because she was like, "Do you know what day it is? And you haven't called me all day, and oh. I was expecting a delivery." Just like last year and the years and years before. But did I get one? I did not. Like, she was just she letting him, him have it. <laughs> and I was like, dude, he's 88. He just got over COVID. You know, there <laughs> is there never a break for men? And I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, no. Definitely not. It's a thing. It is. Tell me, tell me I'm pretty. You're pretty. Tell me how much you love me. Very much. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't count now because I made you tell me. It's see, after Valentine's see Day. See how it is? So the origins to Valentine's Day go way, way further back. Again, I love throwing out all this stuff about our holidays that we know and trust these days and then actually going back to where they came from, where they started. So this is kind of follows into that series of destroying the myths of current holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Valentine's Day itself was originally Lupercalia. And it was a big festival, just like any pagan party. We always joke about, you know, ain't no party like a pagan party. This is definitely one of those. Yes. It, uh, of course, started in ancient Rome between the 13th and 15th of February. If you notice the 14th right there where Valentine's Day falls. Well, I will correct you right there for because it's actually an age. It started in ancient Greece and it was adopted by the Romans but it started in ancient Greece as Lycia, Lycia, whatever. And it was a nocturnal rite involving the transformation of young men into wolves. Hmm. Yeah. Them wolves. And it was hundreds of years later before Rome, uh, it went to Rome and the Roman Lupercalia, you know, which means the Feast of Wolves, which I'm sure you were fixing to tell mm-hmm. everyone and I'm getting darts thrown at me. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll stop talking so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> With the the origin of it, the name Lupercalia is known for the Feast of Lupercal and derived from the Roman fertility god. So that's Lupercus. Sorry, just jumping around. Um, 
but it's also where the cave where Romulus and Remus were found. So, which can I tell them about Romulus and Remus? Go ahead. Okay. So Romulus and Remus are the children of uh, the god Mars and the Vestal Virgin, which Vestal Virgin meant a virgin who was sworn to a life of servitude and celibacy by the goddess Vesta. Um, so the product of Mars and Rhea Silva. And Rhea is the goddess of fertility, the goddess of generational motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, she and her sister Thea, who's the goddess of sight and vision, are one or two of 12 siblings who were the Titans. Hmm. So Romulus and Remus were caught in a flood down the... Down the, a flood down the where? The Tiber River. Okay. <laughs> um, and they were... The reason that it's the Feast of Wolves is it said that, you know, once they were cast out, they were nestled under a fig tree, which I'll tell you later all about the mysticism behind fig trees. Fig tree. There's a fig tree in a lot of... Like fig newtons. These old origin stories where you know the origin of something comes from typically the wise man or etc will come upon a fig tree but we'll talk about that later um so the tiber river uh is where they were flowing down and they came to rest at the foot of a fig tree outside the mouth of the cave lupercal like he said um but yes they were literally raised by wolves Mm -hmm. and that's why it's the feast of the wolves yeah I saw several different, slightly derivations to the origins, but most of them agreed with the fact, kind of like what you said, Raven, uh, the mother that had Romulus and Remus, she broke a vow to uh, King Amelius, mm-hmm. is close enough. So uh, the sixth century, these two twins, now they're contributed to be like the start of Rome. Yes. Uh, these two this holiday is attributed to, you know, a lot of people hung on to that because yes, it was yes, their origin story, right? It was origin of these guys of the history and the history of Rome. Mm-hmm. So the King ordered that they should be drowned in the river Tiber after yes. their mother broke the vow of celibacy. Yes. Cause she was, a, she was again, a vested virgin. Like mm-hmm. she was supposed to be. And I love this, the story. Cause it, to me, it sounds just like Moses. Yes. Put Again, him in the river. all of these origin stories are so similar. I was just going off on a tangent with a listener this week, and he was talking about how, you know, the sun rising in the east is a big deal and how, you know, all stories start with, you know, a man who knows everything and leaves and goes to the east, and there's always a river involved. The numbers 3, 7, and 12 are always you know, present. And again, even with fig trees, all of these things are present in multiple different religion origin stories Mm -hmm. across the entire globe. And, you know, it's just, it's really interesting to see the tie-ins and, you know, the little things that were kept. And it really does kind of make you wonder, it's like playing a game of telephone, like, you know, the original stories of where we were, you know, is actually more than just myths and legends, but <clears throat> that's for brighter minds than mine to pick apart. <laughs> Maybe it actually happened, not just a story. As some version of, because again, there's little, there's connections in all of these stories. There's always, mm-hmm. you know, the virgin mother or the uh, virgin birth or et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the father, the son, and, you know, the... Holy ghost. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it's interesting. So these twins, uh, the mother took pity that she didn't want them to die, so she put him in a 
read basket. <laughs> Send them down the river. Mm-hmm. And if you read your B-I-B-L-E, you'll, you'll know there's a passage in there just like that. Mm-hmm. And they wound up under a fig tree. Uh, the account that I was studying from also said the same thing. Uh, ended up under the fig tree and in front of this cave. So the river god took care of them and helped them get to this area where they were discovered by a she-wolf. And the she-wolf raised them. And it's the base of Palatine Hill. This is where Rome was founded. uh And it was later to be called Lupercal. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the festivities in this, I say orgy, it did become an orgy. (laughs) (laughs) Always. In the origin story, it started, a lot of their festivities would start from this cave. So they knew where it was and kept going. But I love that the she-wolf took care of them, raised them. And at a certain point, of course, humans came and found them and then brought them back and raised them. But it was this festival itself going through and I went even to TikTok and Instagram and you know Google and found some people it was crazy how many people like this dark and evil time and I was like for who yeah all it was it may look like evil now to people but uh obviously it was a party then and people lined up to have this stuff happen which we'll talk about in a second <laughs> but it wasn't they weren't forced to be there they Enjoyed it. It's like people, I don't understand how people force themselves to go to church every Sunday in uncomfortable shoes and stockings, but they do it and mm-hmm. they do it willingly and happily. So who am I to yeah, judge? Yeah, you're, you're like, that sounds awful. That's yeah, terrible. I wouldn't It's not do my that. idea of a good time, but you do what you want. Right. So it was very, pretty violent and sexually charged affair. Uh, and it would go on to these different locations, starting at the cave, and then it would go to the open-air public meeting place, the Comitium. So it was literally a party running through the streets. Lots of nudity. <laughs> Lots of places. The Lupercal Cave, they would, uh, these sect of priests called the Luperci. Did you say sext up? Sect. S-E-C-T. Oh, the sect of. <laughs> they were priests. They probably didn't get sexed up. <laughs> I was <laughs> Poor like, guys. huh, interesting. So even these priests were, hmm. anyway. And they would take a dog and they would take several goats. Yeah. Because at that time, dogs were descendants of the wolf and they want to honor the wolf. And it also was about the sexuality of these creatures. So they would sacrifice the dog, sacrifice the goats. And these group of priests at that point, what? I bumped the mic. Don't don't mind me. These two priests that would be completely naked at this point, they would take the blood and smear the sense all over uh, with the sacrificial knife. So, (laughs) you know, that's pretty kinky to a lot of people. I told you it's not going to be PG-13 on this one. And then these guys would be having a good time. To them, it was a party. And with the blood... That was left, they would take the wool and they would soak it in milk. So if you imagine taking, you know, a puffy ball and, and soaking it's it like in a milk. Mm-hmm. Sponge it up. Yuck. And then oh, they would take these strips of these freshly sacrificed goats and then form them into thongs. Thong to thong thong thong. Actually a like yeast infection waiting to happen. <laughs> whipping thongs. Ooh. Or they oh. called them Fabrua. Whipping thong? Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, they weren't like thongs you wear. Oh. They were like pieces of leather strips. Okay. But they called them thongs. Or okay. februa, which eventually turned into the Roman. Because if you didn't know, all of our 12 months 
are all Roman based. Februa is turns into February. So they would take these songs and on this month of February, and then they would take all this to ancient Rome. So that all happened in the cave. Then they'd go through the city to Rome. And I love how if you Google some of this stuff, they'll have pictures or paintings. They obviously didn't have pictures, but they would have paintings drawn of the parties of this festivity. Everybody was naked. Yeah. Just a big old naked party. So at this point, everyone would run through the streets naked or near naked. And they would take some men and they would take these thongs or these little strips and they would whip the women. Hmm. Well, now so much for being a progressive race so well, <laughs> but it was for fertility rights. And so many ladies would like run to the front. They would, you know, go Hit to the me. front, push away. So they would get harder daddy mm-hmm. by people to have that happen. So thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> pretty much. That's what they would all say <laughs> and then would get hit harder. <laughs> So many of the ladies would uh, welcome this and often would bear their skin in certain places so they could be lashed in certain locations on the body because that location was important for these festivities. So like, for example, the belly would help increase fertility and pregnancy. And of course, other areas associated with that in the nether regions. And then if you got lashed in the breast, the boob, they would help with lactation. Boob. Um. One kind of goes. So I feel it's like a you know ancient Mardi Gras. People just showing their tatas off for beads. Now they're um, showing off to get whipped in the boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure the origins of Mardi Gras have something similar. There you go, right there. <laughs> so sun's out, buns out, and uh, these dudes run around the city whipping the ladies, and. As this went on, the tradition became more chaste as the nudity fell out of favor and women were whipped on their hands by fully clothed men, which is nowhere near as fun. Oh, you don't think so? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No one in the audience was like, yeah, that sounds like more fun. (laughs) Fully clothed getting hand smacked. I'm trying to make you sound more progressive, a little less misogynistic here, but nope, all of those. (laughs) I'm not misogynistic. I'm reading about culture and history. I didn't make the rules. <laughs> You're just here to enforce them. I, I'm just here to read them. <laughs> Trying to test me. Oh my goodness. So as these guys would do this, um, <laughs> another part of the festivity was, I'd, I call this, uh, you know, the early day key party. If you are familiar with the lifestyle of non-monogamy, swinging, that kind of thing, Uh, You can trace it way back to this time (laughs) in history where several accounts called it a lottery and all the women would put their names in a bucket, a jar, and the men would come by and they would draw the names out. Huh. Like a key party. (laughs) So. Or a dirty Santa, you're drawing names. Yeah, but those names you get to bang too. Just gathering ideas for our Yule party. (laughs) (laughs) Now everybody's like, sign me up. (laughs) We're going to have a waiting list. I know. They'll be putting their name in twice. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All my single girlfriends. How do I get, how do I get an invitation to Luper Calia next year? So in this oh lottery, goodness. the men would come by. Uh, of course, everyone's drinking, feasting, having a great time, and lots of sex going on in the streets. 
it was just public as fornication. Like <laughs> one of the yeah, one was like coming from I and I looked at a couple reels from a hmm, from a Christian's perspective, and they're like, oh, dirty, awful, filthy sinners having sex in the streets, and I was like, okay. Yeah, it's kind of, again, it's weird when you're on this side of it and at our age looking back at how shamed mm -hmm. sex is in the Christian community. I mean, it's kind of like it's big promoter, you know, it's, you know, chaste and virtuous. And it's like, but why? Why is that what's chaste and virtuous? Mm -hmm. And raising children to be, you know, very sex positive, etc. Of course, obviously safe and do no harm, but raising sex positive children is always... It's been, it's just a completely different world. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's beat into our brains at a young age that sex is shameful. That this is and, awful, don't do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I saw an article, I'll, I'll try to find it again, but talked about how the promise ring was just so toxic to mm -hmm. so many kids one. of that age. And, you know, now they're our age and talking about it and realizing what, you know, like what the... purity culture has poisoned yeah. multiple generations and we're i feel like for a lot of us we're coming out of it but we forget because we get so ingrained in the world that we're in now mm -hmm. i forget that there's still you know an entire world of purity culture happening coming up being reinforced especially with these quiverfuls that all of these rat mm -hmm. bastards are having you know they're teaching their 10 and 12 children all of these things that you know my one and two kids who are you know sex positive and all of these, you know, healthy, responsible sexual ideas. It's just two against all of these others, you know. Mm -hmm. So it can be really overwhelming and frustrating when you think about it. Two plus the thousands of people that listen to us every week. Oh, true. <laughs> yes. We need to raise our own army. <laughs> Covens unite. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for a coven, but yeah. I am. I'll lead them. Have at you. I'll stay home. <laughs> so, and and again, we look at... You know, I know the perspective now is like, ooh, that's awful. Who would do that? But at that time, nudity wasn't a wasn't a thing to be ashamed of. Their their Olympics, the men were naked. They wrestled naked, so they would the, in the lottery. I'm gonna be all thrown up sex in the street. My brain's on fire. So the <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> so this lottery, so the key party of ancient Greece, Rome, ancient Rome. Jeez. I'm sure they did it then too. But the these men would come up to the jar, they draw out a name, and they would be coupled with that person either at least for the rest of the festivities, 13, 14, 15th, or for the next year. That was their key party. You grab that person's key name out of the box. Or speed dating. <laughs> Does speed dating end in sex these days? I would imagine. Oh. I think most things end in sex these days. <laughs> anyway. So, I'm trying to help see how far down the rabbit hole I need to go. This We go from a normally like PG-13 to like triple yeah, X. Yeah, we just need to keep it keep it clean. We, we're doing good so far. We'll do a, a Witches Unknown After Dark episode. Yeah, we've promised those, but... We should probably charge subscription for those. <laughs> Sex in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the neat thing is that these couples, the whole thing was to push fertility, was the whole holiday, really. And so you did this with the intent to 
couple, have sex, get pregnant was the end goal. Procreate. Procreate. Bang it out. (laughs) That is not okay. Just keep talking. (laughs) I was waiting to see what you say. Oh my goodness. These phrases, you're surprised. Like last week, the shit didn't get it. (laughs) Hammer out the details. Over here squeaking. Enough. Um, It's fine. So these couples that had their name drawn, they would uh, engage in sexual activities for the next couple days. And a lot of them, uh, they would actually choose to stay together for the next year. Oh, yeah, that good, huh? I mean, if you got that lucky, (laughs) some of them were like, this guy, I'm keeping him. (laughs) So a lot of them historically ended up staying with that coupling for at least the next year, if not, you know, forever. So... That's an idea for, you know, all of our single friends and, you know. I mean, they kind of do that already now. There's a show, something where people get married, like, on their first date. So, it makes sense. (laughs) This wasn't even a date. This was, like, lottery, like, (laughs) (laughs) number five. Do we have number five? (laughs) Over here with a large, rugged man. (laughs) Culture. Oh, yeah, he had to be a large, rugged. It was Greece or Rome. I doubt that they were large or rugged. Probably all hairless and adorable. Oh. I was like, they were known fighters. They would be... Yeah, like sleek little tiny soldier men. Uh, so you would have people falling in love from the lottery, staying together, getting married. Not only that, but where the Valentine name came from, two priests, as you know, Christians tend to do, they try to poop on all the fun things. Mm-hmm. Two priests that were both named valentine at different different times i know isn't that crazy different uh yeah different years same century but they both spoke out against this they're like this doesn't need to happen this is wrong this is evil this is against too many people are having fun and i can't so therefore no one should be having fun right this is why we can't have nice things Mm -hmm. priests (laughs) Uh, so they were both executed and long story short they ended up eventually honoring these saints these outspoken martyrs uh and one of them actually left a big letter knowing he would die the day he would die he left a big letter writing out it was like a martin's martin luther's thesis that he pinned to the door one of the valentines actually did that he wrote a big old letter telling the world how wrong this was and his grievances against it and you know yeah and then was executed bonkers which i mean off with his head Mm -hmm. stop letting us not have fun um, but a lot of the stuff that, that they went through is now used for good luck and fertility. Um, a lot of the symbols they used, you can find were carved into stone and they would continue to wear these things throughout the year. Uh, you can find symbols still carved in the Roman infrastructure of these symbols that they had during this fancy party. What's the word? Uh, what are you talking about? What word? The festivity. Hmm. Fancy party. Fancy party, festivity. Oh my gosh. During these festivities. And a lot of this, of course, uh, depicting Venus was the Roman goddess of love. It was very much an honor to her going through this in Roman society. So, yeah, I jumped ahead. But the St. Valentine's Day where that came from, the Christians tried to crush all that. And they were, so it's just another example of... Christianity co-opting ancient holidays. We talked about Yule, Saturnalia, 
Yes, it became Christmas. just enough of it. And of mm-hmm. course, we have a star coming up, which we'll cover. Samhain became Halloween or All Hallows' Eve. Uh, Eostre or Astara becoming Easter. So they couldn't get away from it. So they yeah, just kind of co-opted yeah, it, covered it up. get people not to celebrate things. Because again, even your parents who are very fundamental IFB Baptists, you know, still keep up a Christmas tree, even though they've been told from their pulpit not to because it has mm-hmm. pagan origins. They still do it because it's tradition and it's family. And <laughs> and they ask we <laughs> pagans to come and help them set it up. I it's... know. But again, <laughs> even, you know, people who are very pious and believing and, you know, really want to follow the letter of the law still have those familial traditions that they need to hold dear to. And the church accommodated that by taking all of our holidays and turning them into Christian holidays. Mm-hmm. So once all that got washed away, cleaned up a little bit by the church, it became more chaste, more sanitized, more clean to their uh, to their liking, and yeah, it also helped chocolate instead of sex in the streets and blood. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> getting whipped and. But also, uh, I read one article that said that one of the reasons they did that, it helped control the populace as well. Because it was a fertility festival. Uh-huh. You'd have a lot of babies being born due to this festival. Again, supposedly, perhaps, yes. But fertility cycles from woman to woman vary so greatly. And the... You know, the few days, there's like three to four days tops per month that any woman can become pregnant. So, eh, I I don't know that that's I think. So you've, you're saying that they told people to be celibate until the celebration? No, no, no. They, this was a time where everybody had a shot. Like, it, even if you were How does that pretty or ugly, your name, your, your name was going into the basket and it was going to get drawn by somebody. So even the unlucky people that... Couldn't get a date the rest of the year and we're definitely not getting sex. Well, yeah, because that's a Valentine thing, too. They're just like, somebody date me for Valentine's Day so I'm not alone. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still kind of a thing. That's where it all came from. Well, yeah. So, in the 5th century AD, Pope Galeasis, I think I said that right, uh, decided to outlaw the practice of Lupercalia and mandated that the 14th of February would instead be the mark of martyrdom for St. Valentine. Instead. Yeah, because Lupercalia is the 13th through the 15th, right? Mm-hmm. And typically, yep. I mean, people if you ask people, they'll say the 15th, but it's anywhere from the 13th to the 15th. What? And obviously, Lupine, Lupa, Wolf Origins. Professor Lupin from mm-hmm. Watsi. Yep. Yeah. From Watsi. Uh-huh. Harry Potter. I know what it is. Harry Potter. That's terrible. I, that was really special. <clears throat> I was just going to see what other people would might actually know who the reference was from, but you just went and gave it away. So I'm pretty sure if they're listening. Hopefully, they'd know. I mean, I don't know. But the they did this to for the martyrdom of Saint Valentine, and just like the celebration, a lot of colors can be drawn from it. It's the red. Could stem back to the blood of the sacrifices carried out by the festival. You think? I would imagine that that's definitely where it came from. Yeah. We're just explaining where today's colors and everything come from. Well, and there's different schools of thought on where the heart came from. Because, of course, we all now know that the heart that we know that is not the anatomically correct heart, but the like, you know, the two little swoops with the little tail at the bottom mm-hmm. is actually a woman's posterior when bent over. 
And that's where that shape of a heart comes from. Hmm. But there's many, there's a couple of different schools of thought as to which originated that, but that's where, that's but. The, <laughs> <laughs> however, that is where um, the Valentine heart came from because it's your lover's posterior bent over in front of you. So flip the heart over and you're going to see your lover's ass. I'd, yeah, I'd see the symbol. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, uh, he just made it sound like I'm mooning you over here. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you guys, our neighbors the can see you. Put your pants on. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, that's just another tidbit <clears throat> of information I had. So Use, upside um, down heart, lover's ass. Not upside down heart, just a heart. <sighs> I'm not going to go through step by step of what you should be looking at. <laughs> Please draw it out for the class. <laughs> so I'm uh, not doing that. By contrast, the white uh, was used from the milk compared to the milk for the cleansing of the blood and to signify new life and procreation. So that's where your red and white come from. And not only that, but the Cupid is I didn't see I didn't write this down. I know this was also for the god Eros, the god of love, and the chubby baby had ties to something, and I did not write that down. But the arrows, you know, arrows of lust being shot through the heart, all this kind of stuff, all of it had ties back to things that I didn't write down. This is what happens when I don't write things down. What are you glaring at me for? <laughs> I didn't take notes on anything because I was told to jish, and I could talk about fig trees if I was really good. <laughs> <laughs> if she doesn't talk about fig trees, you know what happened. <laughs> I'm going to choke you. No. Anyway. That's not the way this works. So, <laughs> but yeah, the, the festival was just a party in the streets. A lot of comparisons throughout this whole thing between, I, I love that seeing the Bible analogy of Moses through the river. Yes. Well, um, especially because the fig tree too, because mm -hmm. again, fig trees in Christianity are, you know, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a fig tree. Um, they don't talk about it, you know, when it's depicted in art, it's typically an apple tree, but most writings, especially if you study the Bible, not just the 1611 version, but even older versions, then we know it's a fig tree. So, uh, since then by the Hebrew analogies, it was cursed by God for being the tree that he created it to be, how dare it. And then it was cursed later for not bearing fruit for one of the apostles who sat under it. Who was it? Dang it, Bobby. My Should've Bible <laughs> my Bible trivia is slipping. I know. I didn't write I don't write anything though. Uh Buddha found it <clears throat> uh as a place of enlightenment. I think I know a lot of Buddhists use the fig tree in their symbolism for enlightenment. And one of the things that he was said to have done was sit under a fig tree for like twelve years meditating with the question, why is there sorrow and how do we get relief from it? Um, and now they call that tree, the Bodhi tree. And it's, I mean, it's still a fig tree, but they call it the Bodhi tree and it's a symbol like on a lot of the Buddhist books. How do they spell Bodhi? B-O-H-D-I. You, again, you're talking to me like I write things down and know mm. things. Why? No, it's just something I've, uh, I found on, <clears throat> Instagram, TikTok, she's local to Oklahoma. She mm -hmm. goes by Blue Bodie. 
Oh, and yes. I, I didn't know where that came well, from. Well, so and I was most asking. of I the things that I know about Buddhism is because I have a nephew who um, is studying, and the things that I've bought him and researched for conversation with him um, is all I know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, in Africa, the fig tree is known yeah, as the queen Africa. of trees. It's the matriarchal um, empress. Yes, of all trees. So it's the matriarchal uh, symbol for wisdom, and it's believed that wisdom resides within this tree. So a lot of ceremonies and rituals and things are done with the bark from that tree. They whip branches, people with it? No. Man. So it's just abundance, fertility, wisdom, knowledge. All of them are attributed to the fig tree across multiple cultures around the world. That predate scriptures, by the way. What are you laughing at? I'm just wondering how many people listening will realize Bear has a whipping thing. <laughs> Cheese and crackers. I don't know if they are going to pick up on Obviously your I don't. proclivities. <laughs> if they could see how wicked you look right now. Oh, it's wicked? Also, <clears throat> Romulus and Remus, for the people who don't know anything about Roman mythology, I have a couple of books that have really helped make it more of a story for me so that I keep them straight. I do better when I read things from the beginning through to the end rather than learning about one character at a time and their connections. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Like I do better if I'm reading about the grandfather who then has the father who then has the grandchildren versus, you know, picking them out and then linking them together. The whole lineage. Yes. Um, But... You know, even with all of these stories about them and the fact that, you know, Romulus eventually kills Remus, but, you know, it was fated by the divine and instrumental in Rome's rise to greatness, so therefore it's okay. And, you know, Rome used this to explain uh, their history, even though it gives supposition to the fact that, you know, the origins weren't Roman since these were the start of the Romans. But their stories, I mean, it's just, it's crazy the stories that become the foundation for, you know, a lot of the social values and the social norms of a civilization based on all of these mythologies and origin stories, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see where it all comes from. Mm-hmm. It's um, really cool. But how do we celebrate Lupercalia today? Just line them up in the street. No. Oh. <laughs> Key parties. No. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, no, but uh, anyway. current ways to celebrate Lupercalia. Because, of course, we got to bring it back to today's world because some people frown on nudity <laughs> in the street. Shame. I, I go you back can to, go be nude in the street anytime you want and thanks. just don't get mad at me when the neighbors call the police. Like the scene from Will Smith. No, not Will. Will Ferrell. Oh, we're going streaking. We're going streaking. You're the only one there. That'd be me. It is frequently <laughs> this way. Story we won't get into. That was me on a Bible <laughs> college campus, and the only one not to get kicked out of school for that. Ever in the history of the school, the only one to streak across campus and not get kicked I was out. Butt ass naked running across God's campus, mm-hmm. and it was such a sight to behold that they didn't even punish me for it. They didn't. They just Hashtag, thanked you. Thank God. Thank Thank Bear. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So shut up. And uh, <laughs> trying to get too spicy. 
So uh, a couple ways to help celebrate it is gardening, planting. Because again, this symbolized... Maybe when you're not in the Midwest where you... I mean, we can't do those right, things yet. in Rome. When in Rome. <laughs> Whip them in the streets. <laughs> oh my God. What, we need to do some like uh, merchandise idea. Whipped in the streets, freak in the sheets. So like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Shush. <laughs> And I get in trouble for swearing. You do. You're a lady. What? A, that is misogynistic. I'm no, a lady, so therefore I can't swear. You swear a lot, so? lady sailor. <laughs> Dirty pirate hooker. Yes. Anyway. I'm very clean. Oh, um, my God. So gardening. <laughs> We're both just cracking up. We're so dumb. Everyone's going to hate us after this episode. I guarantee you we have like <laughs> twice the amount of listeners. <laughs> They'll be like, oh my God, listen to them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, these idiots. I uh, I definitely want to teach a sex magic class sometime down the road. That so, I No, I completely agree with that. I don't think that's appropriate for podcasts, for our no. particular podcast. but In a store, in my store sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gardening was big. A time for, again, fertility for the land. Plant some things also is the, you know, we passed Groundhog's Day. And so things are starting to warm up. Even here in Oklahoma, it was actually mid-60s today. Yeah, but sometimes we get... Oh, it changes back around. Yeah. Yeah. But water the plant, sunrise... uh, Can't really plant until April here. Is a little different, but also a good time to purge because it was purification. Time to get rid of things that no longer serve you, whether that's asshole people... The people that you coupled with last year that you're ready to get rid of, you know, things around the house. It's also a big day to cast powerful spells, love spells, self-love, prosperity, uh, abundance. Those things come big during these days. Good time to decorate your altar, flowers. Lavender was big for this time. Lavender talks about love, fertility, cleansing. Roses, of course. I mean, you can't go anywhere on near Valentine's Day without having roses. Love, lust, romance, and of course, sunflowers were big. Sunflowers talk about fertility. All this stuff are, all of the stuff is, <laughs> are, are good ways to celebrate in our current um, world where they frown upon all the fun things that happened back in the Roman Grecian days. But I think that's most of my... Did you come to the end of your notes? Did I what? Come to the end of your notes. You need to get a, a lasso <laughs> I, on your innuendo here. I love that uh, I took a screenshot of somebody's The Truth Pine Valentine's Satanic Origins. <laughs> I was like, these people don't Oy know what I know. Them bringing the, they, that's the thing. The Christians are the one who invite the devil to all the parties. The pagans never invite the devil. Most of them don't even worship. I know Satan we don't or believe in. You know, we Satan. don't, and if we did, forms, we wouldn't let him in any more than we'd let Yahweh in. Like, right. shut up. Nobody this was invites a time those for people. Happiness, flourishing. Parties. It's just because they think the devil is tied up in sex. Lots of sex. Well, and he might be tied up in sex. Some people, or he ties up people in sex. Either or. So, in a lot of your tarot cards the devil usually is in the middle and he has collars chains tied to a male and female that are usually on their knees or looking at him Hmm. and his dongle really in tarot cards commonly yeah well him being the center of the triangle 
and the male and female on chains or leashes, collars, yes, that's common. Hmm. But state usually the male and female are, are nude. Sometimes the devil is. Sometimes he's more hoofed uh, feet and Hooved. pan. That's what pan. This also honors Eros and pan. That's one of the things I forgot. Boy, I just heard your little marbles shaking around when you shook your head. That's why I take notes. I know. Well, you didn't take notes this time, apparently. I was trying to be more like you and just like wing it. Wing it. Sorry. Notes are my Not everyone can just make it up as they go along. (laughs) (laughs) Queen bullshitter. (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's madam bullshitter to you. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, it's a it's a fun holiday. I mean, of course, now I think it was centuries, you know, the last century or so where they in the 1600s, I believe it was, they started writing cards, personal handmade cards yes. that they deliver to people they cared about. And so that of course grew and grew and then what else? The candy, of course, just like Halloween. Oh yeah, Mars saw an opening and made it happen. Mhm. During the, you know, our capitalism phases, people were like, dude, they got extra income. I will make something that you will buy with that extra income. Mm-hmm. And it works. I mean, even those of us who are like, ugh, you know, commercialism, why do I have to participate? We do, you know. You do anyway. Yeah, we do. Because I don't want my babies to not have Valentine's cards and candies and be taken out to dinner. Because that's what society has told them is appropriate, mm-hmm. you know. That's the problem well, with I mean, so many it has, families. But also, I work a lot. Yeah. So for me to co- have a day set aside to come home and, you know, specifically be super present with my children is always a thing. So, I mean, I'll take advantage of any holiday. President's Day, even. That was today. Mm-hmm. We partied hardied because they were out of school and I happened to be off work, so. I found a really great... So, today... I bought them sushi for dinner. Like, again, it's another time for people who don't have a lot of time and it just gives you a date on the calendar to stop and be mindful and appreciate people. Or if you already spend too much time with the people that you love, it's just a time to buy extra candy to eat in the closet by yourself. (laughs) Or on the way home from work because you're Mm -hmm. sad. I mean, it's fine. I'm never sad on my way home from work. (laughs) It's the way to work. Yeah. I'm like... Six o'clock in the morning. Why do I got to do this? <laughs> I know. Because um, you were born poor. We're fixing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pisces new moon. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. 19th, 20th. Today. The drippy thing. Nobody will. Unfortunately, the people that will be listening, once I finally get this edited, will probably be like Wednesday. It'll be past the new moon. But we have just gone through the Pisces new moon for all the rest of you guys. Yeah, we have. Pisces being about. You know, dreams and intuition, meditation, time for manifestation, a new moon. What? Nothing. You look like you have something in your nose. I didn't know you were going to say something. I have not my finger. No. But a new moon, any time during that time is a good time to manifest, to cleanse. Uh, so combined with astrological pattern of a Pisces, this is a good time, really good time to manifest things. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry looking that... at you. Your moon is in Pisces. Yeah, I know. We so talked about that last week. get out of the yard and manifest something. Okay, I'm going to run around and whip people naked. <laughs> and on that note, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I don't show up next week, I'm in jail. Sorry, guys. 
But yeah, Pisces new moon tonight. Take advantage of it. Time to manifest. Things especially around water, with water. You should probably post that in the group because again, by the time you say this, it's going to be too late. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Fine. I am full of good ideas. Now let's go. Full of something. Yeah. Beans. Let's go. <laughs> Anything else from your no, side? No. I'm literally saying let's go. I've I heard you. I want to do something else. I feel like there's one more thing and I don't remember what it is. Yeah, post about it. Uh, coming up next month in March, we have the Gypsy Soul Fair coming up. And then I Ugh. believe the month after, uh, we'll have Walker Wellness. We'll have an event again. Things are starting to pick up. Springtime, you see more metaphysical events. So keep an eye out for that, guys. There is holiday coming up. Ostara. Ostara. Yes. I was going to call it Easter. Bear's I was like, birthday. Ugh. Bear's Ugh. birthday and Ostara are both I'll be, coming I'll up. I'll be 29 again. Mm-hmm. Look for out. the fifth time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jeez. Fifth and a half time. Wait, no. <laughs> oh, oof. we're moving into the teens now at 29. No. Yep. I deny that. I mean, deny it all you want. I have proof. <laughs> Turning me into a cougar. Me? Yeah, if you say 29, I am definitely not 29, honey. The cougar, do you have to be a, have kids to be a cougar? Or is that just... I have no idea. Hmm. Me have kids to be a cougar? I do no, have is, kids. Is they're the term, yours. Yes, Stoop. I know. <laughs> they look like both of us together. I know. They're so cute. Uh, no, the term cougar. Do you have to have children to be a cougar? I don't think so. Milf? You just have to be old. Yeah, that's MILF. But cougar, cougar you, just you can just be an age. old lady. Yes. I think it's 40 something and above. 40 and above. Not 40 and above. I said 40 something. I think it's older. You have to be older than 45 to be a cougar. I don't know the actual age, but yes. <clears throat> if someone knows the actual age to being a cougar, just put it in the group. I mean, it just, I think it's more <laughs> the age gap. And it needs to be usually at least 20 years, and the kid has to be of age. So, Well, definitely. I, that was the only downside that I saw in one article, but that was more from the Christian's perspective. The reason why Valentine tried to shut down Lupercalia mm-hmm. is because the females that put their name in the hats didn't have to be of age. Yeah, but again, that's a cultural abnormality that we no longer adhere to because we understand that children's frontal lobes are not fully developed. I mean, a human's frontal lobe isn't fully developed until they're 25 and kids really shouldn't be making choices like that. No, Um, definitely not. Especially when faced with an adult who's obviously going to use situations to their own advantage. But in a time where, you know, people only live to be about 40, you know, 13 year old females were considered of age of age but also this was and they were raised very differently you know my understanding of the holiday is for fertility why would you put someone that cannot be fertile out there for the party well they girls are for i mean again they wouldn't have put non-fertile females that's that's what i mean once blood comes you can but again a girl's blood typically comes in between the the ages of 11 and 13 13 being the most common yeah which we talked about when we talked about triskaidekaphobia triskaidekaphobia uh which speaking of obviously here on witches unknown we are not okay with underage oh my gosh absolutely not but for all those christians who are like oh lupercari is offered because they you know mary would have been about the age of 13 as well right also 
if you read the beginning of the Bible, there was only two people. When they had kids, those kids would have to have from? kids. Where do you think all that came from? When the flood wiped out everyone except for eight people, where did the rest of the world come from again? These old people didn't wait till the kids were well, like I mean, 18 even to start making more babies with them. Past that, Lot's daughters both lay with him and reproduced. You know, yeah. like it, there's lots and there's lots, lots of, of incest and filthy things in the Bible that are predatory just... Predatory behavior yes, rape, in the Bible. Yes, rape, etc. in the Bible. So... But they're like, these people are good, you're not. I know. Again, that's where you get into, obviously, it was a cultural and societal norm, and 13-year-old females were raised very much differently than 13-year-old females these Oh, they had to be more mature. Days. They didn't have kids sitting in their well, iPads until they were 13 say years We say mature, what is mature? No, they were raised to be, you know, to workers. breeders and workhorses. Yeah. So again, it's not like it was a good thing. They were soldiers at that age. They were in was... the field, yeah. Yeah, we're not, yeah, obviously not glorifying that aspect. But as soon as you have your menstrual cycle, by most cultures' standards up until modern day, you are a grown-up and capable of reproduction. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you are a woman. And again, this is also from a time when life expectancy was much, much shorter. And they would have been considered almost middle-aged at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, going through Ireland, several times they talked about, you know, the extended age of people or not the extended but how short their lifespan was and so everything was fast forwarded yes much much quicker as soon as yeah they wanted yeah as soon as a female had their menstrual cycle start they were like huzzah now you can be wed and start your life and that was the female thing they were waiting for it and the girls who started later you know it was a shame and they were an old maid even if they were only 13 or 14 by the time their cycle came Mm -hmm. so again we're just we're dealing with a completely different reality yes mindset, a completely different mindset a christianized world versus and yes well and again not even just christianized the you know that's why it's okayed in the bible because and even pastors will say well it was a cultural norm it was a thing that their society did and it's like yes obviously <laughs> <clears throat> so it's okay that's for why them when it's okay a for lot them. of the pagan immoralities are the same as the christian immoralities it's mm-hmm. just different yeah, it drives me up a wall because that's things. But is, modern kids... day pagans, of course, are like absolutely not. That is wildly inappropriate. Where some Christian sects are like, eh. I mean, the Lord says it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like that's why we have cult and etc. I mean, just open your Netflix browser to anything having to do with cult, and you'll find out that there are still dozens of women across the United States, not just these, you know, third world countries who are given in marriage at 13 by their parents, Mm -hmm. you know, two men who should know better and do know better and don't do better. They do 13 year olds instead because they're criminals. That's one thing we're working through is that seeing things in adults that we were raised in church that were okay. to think was normal and okay. Like I said, the, you know, Adam and Eve, Obviously, had multiple kids, and those kids oh, had yeah, to have other kids. You just don't talk about that. You don't talk about how the kids got there. Yeah. You don't talk about Adam and Eve sleeping with their own children to make more kids, but yep. that would have had to happen, or the brothers and sisters sleeping together to have more kids. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about that, but it just poof, magically happened. Again, like Lot's daughters, and with uh, Noah after the flood, mm-hmm. that just so, so gross. Yeah. And it's just whitewashed over because it they is. were it's good like, men of the Bible. A, yes, it was a cultural norm, and that was fine. Just like David having multiple wives, and yeah, he could have a David harem soldiers and being allowed to rape and, all the virgins. You know, because right. that's what you know. Every time in the scriptures where they talk about you know kill the women and children or save the virgins for the soldiers, I'm like, what do you think those soldiers were doing with the virgins? 
You know what I mean? Like, and that was making them non-versions. Yes, that was sanctioned by God as a reward to the soldiers for slaying all the people. And it was done with Gideon's army. It was done with David's army. It was done all throughout the entire scriptures, Old and New Testament. So people with this whole, well, we live under grace and not under law. Bite me. Like, come at me, bruh. Mm-hmm. Drive me nuts. Anyway, let's go. You've let <laughs> me get off on a tangent. <laughs> Good stuff. We told it's going to be spicy. And here's the last 30 seconds that's not spicy, guys. So... Oh, no, it's just my usual rant against religion. That was my stomach. I need to go eat. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Hope you had fun. Uh, we had fun talking about it. And yeah, Bye. big things coming up. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Adios. Adios.